Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the Coriolis Rules by Free League Publishing. This actual play is performed by adults and contains adult themes. Strong language, powerful factions, and adventures across the third horizon await. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc., which may bear resemblance to entities living or dead, is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your storyteller. Thank you for joining us on this premiere episode of Children of the Periphery, the Old Ways podcast, Coriolis Story. We want to welcome you in, and we want to introduce you to one of our main characters today. And so I will allow the player to introduce themselves. Player, if you will just tell me uh, your name, your character's name, and um, what their profession is. This is Morgan. I play Amara Kasra. I am a smuggler and maybe someday captain of my very own ship. Certainly. You are a, um, an, a merchant, potentially of illicit goods, potentially of perfectly legal goods, but it's all about how you get there. So why don't you just give us a, a very brief, very short vision of what Amara looks like and uh, set us maybe where we would find her on any given morning. Amara is about 5'6". She's 150 pounds. She's athletically built. She's got short, dark hair that is not quite black, more dark brown, with piercing gray eyes, a sharp jawline with high cheekbones. She's got beautiful olive-colored skin. She's got tattoos on her arms. On her inner left wrist are the names of her parents. On her inner right arm is the ash belt system and she also has the nomad federation crest on her upper arm it is one of the larger tattoos to show her loyalty to the federation and on her back she has down her spine she's got all the icons emblems tattooed down her back to show how spiritual she is when she needs to be generally you can find amara wearing a long brown leather duster with leather pants that are usually a lighter brown, darker brown, or black. And she always has a white fitted shirt underneath. She also has a holster that carries her gun, on, usually on her left side, because she is left-handed. And she's also wearing some high work boots that are usually match the color of her duster, as she tries to be as put together as possible when out and about. Okay. So when we pick up with Amara, it's... A relatively new day. You've managed to secure something to eat, something small from one of the plazas here, we'll say the Spring Plaza on Coriolis Station. But it's really important that we frame up where Amara is and probably where she spends most of most of her time while here on Coriolis Station. So Coriolis is an enormous space station that is in orbit of the planet Kua. So Kua is sort of the center of the third horizon. It's both the spiritual center and the largest habitation of humanity and others in the third horizon. And it's divided into three parts. So not that three parts, not counting the cellar, which we, we may talk about at some point. 
From the top down, there are the spire, the core, and the ring. Each part has its own distinctive style, its own atmosphere, but the friendly and welcoming Coriolis residents are everywhere. The ring of the station is huge, right? And it runs along the whole extent of the promenade. So think about it like a big ring. And if we looked at that ring from the top down, the ring would have a series of plazas. Think about a, we'll just say a a cardinal direction compass. On the north side is the spice plaza. So that's at the top. On the east side, there's the market plaza on the right, if you're looking down. And then at the bottom portion, there's the spring plaza, which you're most familiar with. That's in the southern portion of it, looking at it straight down. And then the ozone plaza is in the west side or on the left side as you look down. So imagine a compass with north, south, east, and west. And at each one of those cardinal points, there's a big plaza where a lot of the trade and work is done. For you, Neoptera Spaceport is the largest of the four commercial spaceports on Coriolis. It's located on the ring just below the Spice Plaza, so just below that northern plaza. Each of the plazas connects to one of the four larger spaceports, but there are many private ports as well, especially in the Spire. So way up at top, where Coriolis Station comes to a point, there are a lot of private berths, private places where ships dock. Well, let's just say that they are not watched in the same way that everything, the regular docks down here are looked at. Neoptera is usually the first impression that most visitors get of Coriolis. It's mod been modernized and renovated, shining floors, white Kuhn marble, and beautiful boss reliefs on the sturdy pillars that support many of the balconies that make up the spaceport's different levels. So again, there's the spaceport. It's got many different levels to it, and it has been recently redone. The outer portions of the spaceport are kept fairly practical. So the idea here is after a a ship docks, it's not too far, too many steps before you get to something that looks a little bit more pleasant. I guess the touchstone here for you and for listeners at home is if you've watched shows like DS9 or you've watched shows like The Expanse, when a ship docks, the um, we'll just say the beautification near the airlocks and near some of the first entry points doesn't really take over until you get into the station itself. And that's generally because there's a lot more work that goes on where you're docking ships at. So it's important to think of it in that way. The outer parts give way to those inner portions, right? So inside the the inner portions of those plazas are where you're going to find cantinas and market stalls, carts, and sort of like a miniature versions of larger plazas. So imagine a plaza as a big circle where a lot of things go on, but yet within those plazas, there are bubbles, almost like neighborhoods, where you're going to get focused, concentrated goods and services that are going to be focused on from specific areas of culture or religious needs. Neapter Spaceport has several large exits, security checkpoints, which you would be familiar with as somebody in your line of work, and there's three different custom stations. Custom stations are where you're going to pay for weapon licenses, livestock fees, any sort of semi-intelligences that are being imported. They're heavily reinforced in case of threats, but 
luckily for everybody here who lives on Coriolis Station, those armaments have not been required to be used just yet. Coriolis Station isn't something that gets attacked because of its size and because of the everybody has a, we'll just say, a vested interest in it continuing. So for you, Amara, one of the things that's going to be important to visualize too is outside Coriolis Station, there is this thing called the net. So the net is something that you would be familiar with. And the reason why you'd be familiar with it is because the net does so much for you. It's really the sort of the leftovers of what Coriolis Station was built from. Imagine a lot of space scaffolding, basically. And it makes up a lot of the area around in space around Coriolis Station. And that's where ships stop before they are allowed to transport into Coriolis Station. So they wait there around the net and they wait in those spaces. They're used for docking and they're used for unloading things uh, from larger ships. It's just something for you that you'd be aware of. It sort of follows Coriolis like a shadow. It might look like a strange jumble of light and dark shapes in the starlight. That's sort of the old ribs, they would call it, of Zenith, the ship that helped humanity get here. But for you, on a day like today, with your communicator already beeping with business, you've made your way into the Spice Plaza because you have a pickup. So at the current time, we'll just say that um, Amara is between ships. She's ended one of her old runs. And now what she's been doing for the past, we'll just say a little while now, is sort of like the nice way to say it would be logistics work. So you are helping run interference and almost like a logistics officer, you are making sure packages get where they need to be because you right now don't have a ship of your own. It's an important role for you to play. And the reason why is because it's sort of the next thing. You've left your old crew and to build up your own personal reputation again as being your own with your own abilities, you need to show perhaps a benefactor, a patron, that you are worth the investment of time and money. And one of the ways you do that is by making sure things get where they need to be by applying your skills and trades amongst the markets and spaceports. And so you've had a chance to get something to eat, perhaps some honey, perhaps some baklava, which is here as well, or nuts and fruits and that sort of thing from a local market. And your pickup is in about 10 minutes at one of the many spaceports lower entry points. You've been told that a buyer is going to be picking up a very important box. The shipment is secret. It's unknown, which isn't uncommon for you to deal with. And many times you don't want to have anything to do with knowing what's inside your packages. That sort of anonymity and plausible deniability is something that you enjoy having your hands on. But as you work your way down towards that spaceport dock, I wonder if there would be any sort of preparations that Amara might make before entering what is likely the business space for today. Do I know the people that I'm picking up from? I would say that you know them by reputation. So these are free traders. They're likely allied with the Free League, which does a lot of merchant travel and traffic here on Coriolis. 
if I have some time, is there a worship space on the way? Yeah, certainly. Certainly. Um, the nice part about Coriolis Station is there are multiple places where you can worship at. So any number of places within the plaza would be available to you, dependent upon the icon that you're looking to seek some sort of benefit from. Clearly, the marketplace plazas would have the merchant on open display. On my way there, I will, as I'm walking along briskly, because we have a brief amount of time, I will make sure that, you know, I'm put together properly. My everything feels okay. Nothing out of place. I would stop in one of the areas of worship on my way there and do a quick prayer to the to the merchant in hopes that, you know, this this pickup goes well and the buyer is happy with the um, merchandise that they are getting and everything works out as it should and nobody gets hurt. Yeah, it seems reasonable. The uh, priests and clerics who work the spaces help anoint you with sacraments and with incense. There's a sort of special honey, a flavored and spiced honey that they give you a spoonful of before you leave. And they tell you to walk with the merchant and may the merchant guide your steps to profit for everyone. So I nod my head at the cleric. The smell of the, the incense that is wafting around us and they anointed me with the, the oil and whatnot really reminds me of, of home back on the ash belt with my, my parents where we would stop and worship daily to the icons. I make my way out and towards the pickup and the pickup in the the lower part of is it the spice plaza yep lower part of the spice plaza the lower part of the spice plaza is something that sits here in this northerly section of Coriolis station which has a, a couple of tube stations and you know though that the station spaceport that you're going to be headed towards you're not actually going to go to the spaceport proper itself because that's not where your drop is going to be. You're going to end up going down below the ground floor of the spaceport where there are a maze of corridors and loading bays because that's where this piece is going to be unloaded from the ship. It's coming in on and then basically putting put into holding or put into the hands of the people who are buying it. The idea, of course, is that the transition from one party to another, you are the liaison for to make sure that there are no misunderstandings. I make my way there, carefully avoiding anybody that might be begging or whatnot. I just don't have the, the time to stop and talk and if there's any pickpocketers. I'm very uh, carefully watching for those. Um, generally come in the form of children. This isn't your first go around here in the space station, but crawling below the ground floor here is essentially like getting into the maintenance hallways, Jeffrey's tubes and other cramped crawlways with ladders to get down to where you need to go. And the reason why you're using this method and you're likely already probably mentally pre-planning for this is this is supposed to be an unloading and loading away from customs. This is one of the many drops that happen on Coriolis Station that no one is supposed to know about. And that's why you're basically your, your contract for this job is to make sure that that's what happens. So I'm making my way through those areas, you know, especially with crawling through through the Jeffrey's tubes. I'm kind of 
muttering to myself that I probably should have wore something different and I know better. Now I'm going to have to wash this again. Yep. So you eventually approach a door that's going to lead to a larger hallway, you know, and this hallway is going to run around the outer ring of the station where the ship is going to load at. There's a simple hiss from the door as you enter that space. And at one longer portion of this hallway to your right, you notice that there are two men standing outside one of these loading doors. They seem to be probably guarding or watching what goes on here. And they look like they're waiting for someone. This is the spot and area, or at least in general, you're where you're expecting the unloading to take place at. After I come out of the Jeffrey Soup or wherever I'm coming from, I dust myself off and look at, make sure I don't look disastrous. And I walk up to them and say, gentlemen, I'm here for a pickup. They nod. The one who is closest to you gives you some sort of, I don't salute is the wrong word, but he makes a gesture as if he's putting his hand over the center of his chest and you see emblazoned on the front of his chest the symbol for the free league like as a tattoo um yeah oh wow that's fantastic i i never thought about getting mine emblazoned on my chest he is wearing sort of a uh, the same leather tunic spacer ensemble i suppose he has Boots that are likely made for running around on a ship. And while not the most fashionable person, he is definitely enjoying the V-cut of the leather that allows him to, to proudly show off his faction. When he removes his hand, I, I really like your tattoo. He smiles. Thank you. I assume our buyer is en route? Um, yes, I got a message this morning. Good. I'll be happy to um, have this one off my hands. Do you know what it is? No, I just know that I don't want it on my ship anymore. It gives you a smirk. There's a hiss from the airlock nearby, and you see the other gentleman who was here for him wheeling out on a small grav cart a long box. The box is probably, we'll say, about two meters long and about a meter wide. So it's a, a fairly large box. And the box itself is adorned with all sort of strange, I guess, lattice work. That's the best way to put it. It has curves and bends. It serves to almost seal in what's inside the box. Does it look like a coffin? Mm, I mean, it, it has the dimensions of one. The rough dimensions, of course. This looks a little too technical to be a coffin. Then again... You're not certain. Sometimes it's best to not ask, but, you know, that, that I'll leave that up to you. Nope, I'm not going to ask because I don't want to know. You uh, watch him complete the removal of it. He sort of sets the grab cart and then the two of them station themselves by either end of it. The same gentleman on the handles and the, the man in the leather tunic that you were talking to steps towards the front of this lattice work covered box and he adjusts his equipment a little. He's got a short sort of snub-nosed rifle that's on his back and he adjusts it a little bit to make it somewhat easier to get a hold of and 
He looks around a few times, just the corridor. I hate being kept waiting. They'll be here eventually. From the further portion of the corridor, further down the station, you begin hearing the sounds of boots on the deck plates here. There's definitely someone coming from that direction. Oh, it sounds like our our buyer is coming now. You can't help but notice this guy gets a little tense. I look at him and I, don't worry, I've done many of these. Sure, sure. The uh, guy on the cart you see is making some adjustments of his own. Coming into just view, just, just at the end of the corridor here, you see what looks like three gentlemen in long, flowing robes, black, stylized with silver little pinpoints of light, almost as if they walk with the shroud of space covering them. They're each wearing face masks, black face masks, that wrap around their ears, their mouth, and their nose, but their bald heads are easily viewable under the lighting here. Would I recognize what these gentlemen are part of? They're likely a part of some sort of religious order. It's hard to say exactly which religious order, but it's clear to you they're definitely some sort of religious organization. Did I get any information on who the buyer was when I got the job? No, your buyer is unnamed, but it is stated here in your sort of Comlink information breakout that um, there would be three gentlemen arriving for pickup. And so you just sort of count heads at that point. I'm just waiting for them to approach and, and get get closer. I get a little uneasy around those that might be a little more fanatical, but I, I hold my composure. Mm, indeed. These three gentlemen make their approach and they fan out uh, wide of the corridor sort of take up the space they're in. And uh, they stop probably a couple of meters from your position and they fold their hands in front of themselves, steeple their fingers and look at the group and the assembled cargo. The one in front in the center here steps forward just a half step and says, we are here for collection. The voice is ominous. It's deep, resonates through the bulkheads and around the corridor here. I step forward, just a little gentleman. Um, would I ask them to sign something in this case or for like receipts? So out of character, they're, they're going to have to pay Burr. So they're going to have to pay you, you would know, to basically take possession of it. That burr is going to get paid to the people from the Free League who brought it. And then the remainder of that is what you keep. That is your fee for doing business. And unlike some places, this is done out in the open. It's done to show fairness. And it's done to show that no one is ripping somebody else off, which is frankly, unfortunately, kind of common in other less watched space stations around. This is all done out in the open. And do they transfer a electronically to an account? They certainly do. But most people would do so electronically because of a number of factors. Although it's not uncommon for 
someone to spend Burr physically in this place because you can't data gin someone's Burr if it's physical sticks. Really hard to fake that. So it, it all depends really on who you're working with. Okay. Gentlemen, um, once the fee has been paid to these gentlemen and I paid my fee, you may take your purchase. They seem to confer with one another. They look back and forth. And then eventually the man in the center extends a small stick, which is used to transfer burr, and he reaches it out towards you. Um, I extend my right hand to, to take the stick. It forces you, of course, to move a little closer. It does. Why don't you make me the first roll of our wondrous new campaign, which I think, fittingly, it is going to be a wits observation roll. So in Coriolis, we are rolling all these sixes. We are looking for the number six to arrive. And because it's a year zero engine game by Free League, really what we need are generally simply just one success to succeed in a challenge. More successes will give you the ability to unlock special talents or special abilities or criticals. I got two sixes. Okay, great. So even though you're faced towards these gentlemen robed in black, you hear soft footsteps that are coming from the corridor behind you that you came here from. Yep, I turn my head behind me as I'm reaching for the stick because I hear the footsteps coming from behind. Certainly. You turn, and when you turn, you see something you do not want to see. You see three men in dark gray and black armor. They have helmets on and rifles. And these gentlemen are part of what you believe are station security. Oh, crap. I grab the data stick out of that guy's hand and I run past them. Okay. Fantastic. You run. You run through these gentlemen's black robes. You sort of get caught, almost like being a a cat caught in the curtains. You run through them and and pass through the... uh, the men in robes, and you hear from behind you, hey, freeze! And I'll just ask, is Amar going to keep running? You're darn right I'm going to keep running. Okay. So you keep running. Moments later, the hallway behind you erupts in gunfire as the day is pierced by the sound of screaming and yelling from many different voices. The gunfire sounds chase you, nip at your heels all the way down the corridor until you have to change course because eventually this tees. So I think just to get an idea of how well you might be able to get away from them, I'm going to offer you a wits survival roll to see if you can get away. And then I'm going to offer them wits observation roll to try to track you down. I get, a, I get two successes. Cool. I did not get any. So you take a couple of rights and a couple of lefts and you find a ladder that leads back up towards the ground floor of the Spice Plaza and carefully tucked inside 
Your outfit is a very hefty cred stick. One that is likely got a few more burr than you're supposed to have on it. <laughs> At least you think. Um, you haven't had a chance to check. Your heart is racing as you make it back up to the spice pause level. And I guess I'll ask beyond there, where is Amara headed? I will try to communicate to my boss, whoever gives me my jobs right now as a intermediary and let them know that the the pickup went sideways and I do have the payment because they technically got the product mm-hmm. and if you know wanting to still do the right thing but still wanting to make make money if there's a way I can make sure the captain of that ship gets their their burr or whomever his next of kin is I would like to do that I might make, take a little extra burr due to the how dangerous that situation became so you know that you're going to need to take a tube station transport to the market plaza because walking there would take forever. Your contact you've gotten the few recent jobs from is in the market plaza. So that is the plaza that is sort of top down as you look at it is to the east. And luckily for you, there is a, a tube station transport not too far in the spice plaza. You've got to run to the other side of this plaza or walk, depending upon the decision that you make. Getting there is not terribly hard. Taking the tube gets you there faster. You know that calling your contact would not be a good idea. You you need to meet them face-to-face because you just don't want the communications to get intercepted. It's likely that Spaceport Security is now looking for you or looking for somebody that might fit your description. So hustling down getting on the tube is uh, probably a fairly safe bet. Yeah, as I'm doing that, I will to try to change my look a little bit because they're probably looking for somebody given a description. So I'll probably remove a, the duster and probably toss it in one of the the trash receptacles that they might have along the way. Once I get off the tube, drop it in the side of a an alleyway or whatnot. Yeah, well, I mean, there, there are alleys here. They're just not alleys as, as we would know them. So yeah, you, you ditch the duster it's unfortunate because it's going to cost you something to get that thing replaced. It will. I have extra burr. You may, yes. So making it down to the Market Plaza isn't terribly hard. Terrell is the name of your contact. That's the gentleman that's been giving you all your jobs, at least the past two or three. And for the most part, they've been pretty straightforward. This one obviously had way more complications than you were prepared to deal with. Terrell is a we'll say a heavy set man. He's got a big sort of long, well-maintained beard that has different pieces of jewelry intertwined in it, bells, little brass and gold bits. He tends to wear some very bright colored clothing. He's a fairly reasonable man, although he's pretty strict as far as business goes. He's likely a follower of the merchant as well for all of the work that he does. He keeps a big table here in the Market Plaza where he sits and enjoys his days whining and dining and listening to music. I would just send him a secure message that says we need to meet up. Um, The product is broken. He messages you back fairly quickly and says, just come to my table and let's talk about it. 
Sounds like he's at a restaurant. It's more like an open air market. Oh, okay. He keeps this sort of grand table. He's got a spot backed into a corner where he can view people as they approach, that sort of thing. Yeah, I will quickly make my way over to him and take one of the chairs, turn it around and sit on it backwards and look at him. What in the fuck did you get me into? I didn't get you into anything. He sort of looks at a small visual display that he has uh, pulled up to his right. He looks like uh, things went awry. Yeah, just a little bit. Just I, I was lucky I didn't get caught. Well, I'll tell you this. There is someone already looking for you that isn't part of Spaceport Security. Yeah, and who might that be? His eyes look very carefully to the right and then look back at you. Don't turn around. Am I right in thinking that you have the payment for it? I do. He puts a a collection of stubby sausages that are supposed to be his fingers sort of towards you. Oh, no, no, no. I want my payment first. And then you can have yours. He gives you a fairly shocked look. Your payment is a meager amount compared to what's on that stick. Well, then you wouldn't mind giving me a little extra for my troubles and almost dying or being arrested. I wouldn't be able to do more jobs for you if if I die. Hmm. I see. I don't know that you'll have a chance to do more jobs for me after this one. He leans back in his sort of grandiose cushioned chair. You hear a couple of bar stools creak on the floor. Oh, I, I go to the, for the gun at my side. You go for the gun. You feel something hard press against your back. And he says, I don't want any trouble here. Yeah, I slowly take my hand off my gun and raise my hands a little bit. Let's all be very reasonable. You hear him sort of voice quivering. A couple of hooded men come around your sides. You can see them now. They're dressed in red, sort of this deep red leather. And they have shawls of yellow draped across their shoulders. You get patted down. It is not in any way pleasurable. They relieve you of the cred stick and transfer it over to your contact. Yeah, I I look at him and I'm like, listen, the last time somebody patted me down like that, they bought me dinner first. I am going to do exactly what needs to be done. He slots the stick into his viewer and then you see him tap a few buttons and then remove it. He places it on the table. One of the gentlemen in the red leather and orange shawls scoops it up and then he replaces it on the table with a single heavy token. This is a strange sort of marker that some factions, some patrons use. You've seen markers like this before, but maybe not this specific one. And then you hear this man's voice speak into your ear and he says, Marhun will see you at your earliest convenience. And the marker is placed in front of you. Feeling slightly relieved that I didn't get shot in the back. I reach across the table and grab the the token and place it in my, well, not my jacket because I don't have it anymore. I place it in my pants. Okay. Yeah, the marker has 
a sort of strange eight-pointed star on it. And there is a swirl in the middle of it. And on the back, there is a, a large M emblazoned on the back of this coin. I guess that's the best way to say it is sort of a coin. Your contact leans over and says, I'm willing to pay you something for what happened today. It seems only fair. And I only want reasonable business interactions. But that package was being moved by Leah Marhoon. And it seems she has an interest in you. He pushes across the table three burstics. These are hundred count per. This is for your trouble today. I would get a move on if I were you. I'm certain that Marhoon is not someone to be kept waiting. Do I know who she is? So I will say that that is a empathy culture role for you. I, in fact, do not know who Leah Marhoon is. No, you're not familiar with Leah Marhoon. I look at Terrell and say, so where do I find this Leah Marhoon? She's a dealer on the monolith. So the monolith for you means that you need to go to Kua. Kua is the planet that Coriolis orbits. The monolith is where the more heavy Zenithian people are at. That's sort of where their culture is at. The monolith is their big spire building that they live in. So if she lives in the monolith, that means that she's not only rich, she's also powerful. And that means that she's likely a patron of some sort, which we'll get a chance to see in our first episode. So I want to thank Morgan for bringing, helping bring Amara to life. And I look forward to seeing more of what our would-be captain gets up to in the near future. So thanks for joining us for our first prelude of our new series, Children of the Periphery. We appreciate your listening ears. Thanks and good night. Good night.